Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast, where independent beauty entrepreneurs can get all the mindset, messaging, and methods they need to be unstoppable in beauty, business, and life. Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast. My name is Sharon Huckle. I'm your host, and I'm so excited to be here with Allie McKinnon today from the Organized Hairstylist. And Allie and I are going to be talking all about salon decor and design and organizing your space, whether it's something you are in currently, or maybe you're daydreaming about a bigger salon space or your own salon space. Allie is brilliant at uh, helping you get there. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Allie McKinnon. So tell everybody a little bit about you, who you are and what you're all about. Like you said, I'm Allie McKinnon. I am a stylist and salon suite owner based in Southern California. I've been in the industry for almost nine years now. Um, and I have owned my own space for almost three years. I am obsessed with all things interior design and organization. It's been a passion of mine ever since I can remember, even before hair, which is kind of fun to marry the two. But I am very passionate about everyone helping people get to the place of their dreams and have the career they've always wanted. For sure. And I'm all about that stuff too. Not just about design, but really styling a life you love through your, your beauty business. And your space is a big part of that. So I'm, I'm imagining that the people that listen to this podcast a lot of them may be in a, a bigger salon and maybe not have total autonomy over their space or they're dreaming of one day having their very own space. So we're going to walk it back a little bit when you got started in the hair and beauty industry and where your journey took you so that now you're owning your own salon. Of course. I think I was kind of late to the game when it comes to hair. So I actually didn't start cosmetology school till I was 20, like in my early 20s. So once I graduated, I assisted probably for about two years. And I've always been in a like a mid-sized salon. It was about nine chairs. And don't get me wrong, like my salon was beautiful. I loved it. I felt inspired by the space. I think where my journey into becoming a sweet owner came in was with me being more of an introverted person. I found a hard time being able to stay inspired and stay creative in a place that had too much noise, too much clutter. Like being around like most hairstylists, unless you're like weird type A like me, the creative types, they thrive in chaos a little bit. Whereas I see it and I'm immediately stressed and my inspiration goes away. So I knew it was definitely time for a change and it took me a long time to be able to feel comfortable and confident enough to do it. It was a situation where the stylist I was working with, they've been in the industry for a very long time and I was definitely the baby in the group. Those other stylists, their opinions of suites and studios was kind of negative. And so I always was almost not encouraged to go off on my own and do those things. So it definitely took a long time to wrap my brain around like just because they think it's not a good idea doesn't mean it's not good for me. Right. And that that's a very empowering thought. And I think too, a lot of times there's old school thoughts, but nobody can tell you what's the best path for you. And that's why there's so many paths. That's why there's so many things. And you have to just do your research and then see where you fit into the whole thing and sort of know thyself. And we are all unique creatures, but at the same time, we're not all that special in that we can't look to other people for inspiration because there's probably somebody else who's a lot like you doing yeah. the kind of thing that you want to do. And that's why I do find having a mentor is super important. So you have to start looking around for inspiration, not just the pretty pictures, 
but mm-hmm. also who has who is doing the thing that I think I want to do. Back in my day, you had to be so much more covert, right? You had to go to another town and go sneak in, like pretend to be a client, not a hairstylist, and go check out designs of other salons. So, you know, with the internet and social media, I mean, everybody just puts all their secrets out there now. So it's so nice. I've been doing hair for 25 years, so I've I've lived through it. <laughs> I know what that was like. And fortunately for me, most of the people I worked with were pretty forward thinkers. So that was cool. And again, you attract who you are. So that that is really important as well. What are some of the favorite parts about your business and your suite? I genuinely love having a space that's all my own. I feel like I can't encourage that. It brings me so much peace, especially as someone that's more introverted and definitely more of an empath. I think it's a very calming presence, like being able to come in here and know that the only people that are in here are the people that you invite in and knowing that it's a safe space for you and your clients. The conversations I get to have with my clients now are so much deeper, so much more personal. And it's such a beautiful thing. And like, we're already close with clients, but there's just the magic that happens when you're one-on-one with a person. It's just beautiful. I can't think of another word to describe it. I know you've worked really hard to make sure your, your exterior space matches your interior space, meaning your head space. Ali mentioned at the beginning when she has her one-on-one clients and she's directing them through the design process, Mm -hmm. the first piece, and I love this, is the heart piece. So explain that a little bit more for our listeners, please. Yes, of course. So I feel like, especially if design is slightly overwhelming for you, starting with one item, which I call your heart item, It just, it makes it a little easier. So it's something that you feel so drawn to and something you love so much. It's very personal about who you are as a person that you want to fit into your space. Starting there and letting the design flow from there, it kind of makes it easier because then you know that like, okay, if it works with this item, it's going to work with the rest of the space. So it's just bringing a little bit of you and your personality into your professional space. And I love your space. And if you're not already following Allie on Instagram at the organized hairstylist, please do because she's got a beautiful feed. I know what your heart piece is. (laughs) And your space is like beautiful and serene and very bright and light and airy. But tell them what your heart piece is because it's got a little bit of a twist to it, which I love. (laughs) Yes. So funny enough with me being introverted and quiet and a little bit anxious and all those things, my heart item is a disco ball. And it's not just like a tiny little disco ball. It is like a giant 20 inch thing. So it's on the floor in the corner of my room and it's there intentionally. It's there because that's where I'm fortunate enough to have two ginormous windows in my space. And the sun tends to hit that spot just perfectly twice a day. So I get two little disco hours in here and the whole room just sparkles and it brings me so much joy and my clients love it too. And so it's not something like, again, you've described yourself as introverted and an empath and picture this quiet and, you know, subtle (laughs) place. And it's not really, it's, it is big and bright and airy, even though it's a small, intimate space, it's a speed, but you've got great big windows, beautiful view. I can see the Harbor behind you. And, uh, but that little bit, it shows that quirky side of your personality. That's a little bit more fun. So you're not, you know, stiff and stodgy. You are you know, light filled, right? And you you yes. want to be the light for people to be attracted to. And I, I just love that. But you have so many, so many amazing elements within your salon that I want to touch on today because I always like to leave my listeners with a bit of actionable yes. takeaway that they can go and do immediately. 
So while planning your entire salon space might be a little bit of a far reach and a little bit of a distant dream right now, there are things you can do this afternoon to get more organized and infuse a little bit of your personality in your salon space. So even if you don't have your own space, Allie, tell us something that they can do to just elevate the, the client experience, our own personal experience, and organize ourselves to have a more streamlined day in the salon. So even if you don't have your own space, like in most salons, you're going to have your own little area, whether it's your color cabinet, your station, your trolley, whatever it is. So finding those little moments that you can kind of streamline your process. So that way, you know, your day is going to run a little bit smoother. So my favorite thing is I have a particular drawer for each service almost. So I know that all my cutting items are in one section. So when I have a haircut, I know I only have to go to that drawer. Same with color services. My color cabinet is completely organized. It's in rainbow color order. (laughs) It's very satisfying to look at, but I know exactly where every single color I could potentially need is. If it comes to not just organization, but showing your personality, I love to put little things on your station. So if it's a plant or like I have an actual citrine crystal on my station and I have a very decorative hand mirror So that way, when my clients are at the end of their service, if they want to look at the back of their hair, it's something that fits more my style and not just the plain one that you can get at like any Cosmo prop or whatever. (laughs) So the name of your salon is Citrine, right? So that's why you have the Citrine stone. You actually have a very cool neon light, white neon light that says Citrine, Mm -hmm. which is also very classy, but also very fun. I know you've done double duty with a lot of pieces around your salon, as well as taking some of the functional pieces, like your bleach container, for instance, and Mm -hmm. elevated that. Like we're all about elevating it. And these are not things that are super expensive and they're not things that take a lot of time. And even if you could just start with one drawer and organizing that, maybe it's your trolley for the day, clean it up, shine it up, get some clear plastic or glass organizers and just rearrange things that would literally be an afternoon job right let's talk about your ikea fixation and your amazon obsession yeah i love it so much so ikea i have found and i swear i almost pitch them to every design client that i have they are kids toy storage containers and they are massive but they are very cute to look at and they provide so much storage and so much concealed storage which was important to me It's where I keep all my towels and all my back stock and all the things I kind of don't want my clients to see, especially if we're on the idea of like, okay, if you want a cohesive look, being cohesive builds client trust, which is why like doing the glass containers and doing all those things is so important. Like it feels kind of silly and redundant, but like, especially when you're in a suite, your clients see everything. Using the Ikea things, you're able to kind of keep a design element, but you're able to like hide the things, which is great, especially when you're in a small space. Yeah, because the salon, I mean, let's be honest, the salon business is a messy business. I mean, we've got colors slopping everywhere. We've got bowls, we've got brushes, we've got combs, we've got foils, we've got, you know, I've got a million, million different tools in my toolkit. And as much as I love having access to them, it, they have to, we have to find a place for them to go. Yes. And I am very much a, one of those people, like a place for everything and everything in, in its place. And I exist in chaos, but I am organized chaos for sure. <laughs> um, so that appeals to me for sure. But little things like that. So like decanting, say your, say your lightener, instead of having it in the big plastic bucket that it comes in. I like the sustainable option of glass as well. Just be careful not to break it, but it is recyclable. Glass is forever recyclable, but it does again, elevate the customer experience. 
hiding your towels in your Ikea cabinet, right? And then mm -hmm. I know you've got all of your retail just above that. So it's still a very functional space. It's it's doing double duty as being a display area, but the the bins are underneath. And that's that's very important. There's lots of things that you can do, quick things to elevate the customer experience, but hide the mess. Yes. So give us give us some of your other ideas. I know you have so many. You mentioned my neon sign, which mm -hmm. I love. It's so, so fun. So before I was fortunate to move into my current suite where I have the windows, I was in an interior space where I had zero natural light. So although my neon design is a fun design thing that I love, it was very functional for me in the beginning. A lot of the things that my design clients mention is like, okay, I have an interior room. I have no natural light. I feel like I'm trapped inside of a box, which is a very, very common thing. So by using the neon sign, I originally placed it on the back wall. So as I'm doing my client's hair while my client's sitting in the chair, you have this like peripheral vision of a light source. So it makes you feel as if there is a window in that space. It's such a trick of the eye that honestly makes you feel like you're not in just like a 10 by 10 room. Yeah. And your space is painted white. I'm sure it's yeah. one of the million shades of white, but it's a, it's a beautiful <laughs> light, bright white space, but you do have some accent colors in there as well. So talk about that. Cause I mean, obviously we're going to use some of the, the visuals that we've got right now, but yeah. a lot of this is just audio. So you're going to have to paint a little picture of your salon, paint us a picture. So walk us into your salon and give people a picture of some of the little details that make the difference. My room is completely bright white, which normally some people would see and think, okay, it's sterile or like just very cold, not welcoming, not warm. So to warm up the space with all the white, I chose to do brown leather for my styling chair, my shampoo chair. I also have a like a little love seat in the back. So clients that are waiting, they have a place to sit. My second accent would be gold and brass, which is also a warmer tone metal, which is again going into warming up the cool sterileness of white. That was one of the first things I did when I moved in my space. All my cabinets that the room came with had these horrible handles. And so I switched them out. It's all in the little details. And these are inexpensive switches, right? You may not be able to change your whole space. You may not be able to change all your cabinetry, but the handles make such a difference. And now again, with Amazon and those kinds of things, there's mm -hmm. so much, so many more options than there were way back when I first designed my salon. I'm in the planning phases of a big renovation. My 20th anniversary in my salon is coming up in 2024. Yeah. And so I want to have that salon renovated by then. But I am definitely taking cues from you. I love learning from you young kids out there who are doing it right. You, you really are. And I, I commend you on that. I've obviously evolved over the, yeah. the time, but I've also got constraints of my space. As you know, my salon is in a century building. It's in, from the 1820s. So the old girl is like 200 years old, right? <laughs> but, you know, there, there are some complications with that. You know, the, none of the walls are straight. None of the floors are straight, <laughs> but the devil is in the details. And that's where I really get excited. And that's really where the impact has. And, you know, we are both offering luxury services at luxury prices. So doesn't mean what you do to elevate your business has to be at like super expensive prices for you, right? Lots. So tell us some of the, your favorite sources. I know you mentioned Ikea. We've already mentioned Amazon. Where else do you love to find these things that elevate the experience for your clients? 
So I actually love to shop my friends in a way. I have a lot of friends that have creative businesses. So a lot of my artwork that I have in the salon was hand-drawn or made by friends of mine. So I always commission them a lot of like my paper goods. So like my gift certificates, my business cards, also local printer, local designer. So I love just doing my research for the area and kind of supporting back another small business. Yeah. And I think you're always going to get a really unique, less out of the box, same as everybody else experience when you do work locally. And and again, you want people to recommend you as well. And you want to be able to recommend them. And I I love that. I love collaboration. I also love like connecting with people that are in California. We want to think about things like the five senses, you know, walking through your salon. I know you've already mentioned you've got leather, you've got a disco ball, you've got glass, you've got, so in terms of like the elements, the five elements of metal, wood, plant life, all those little touch points are really important as well. If you were going to start with one thing, what would that be? So I feel like my assignment, and I feel like it's my first assignment for most of my design clients is to come up with your three main words that you want your space or your clients to feel when they're with you in your space. So by picking those three words, you can kind of decide where your design will go, where your organization will go, or just the general vibe and its cohesiveness, I guess. By doing that, you can then choose your hired item, which is something that's going to show your personality, like we said, and just kind of implementing that one thing. So it seems so small in this one tiny little thing, but it just, it's kind of a conversation starter. It's something your clients can ask about. It's just bringing the personal back to a professional environment. We're in a personal business. We're touching, we're working with each other's self-esteem, like we're beautifying how we feel about ourselves. And so I'm really a big advocate, I guess, for bringing the personal into your professional. So what are your three words? What do you want your salon space to evoke for your clients? So my three words, my three words are definitely calm. I love calm. My other word would be, I guess, minimal. That just, (laughs) for some people that could be a negative thing, but I prefer minimal. It just, it's more relaxing for me and my anxious mind. And my other word is, funny enough, safe, which I know that's not a design word, but it is for me. It just, it's something that it's a space where you walk in, you know, it's a safe environment. It's a clean environment. It's a calming force. It's something, you know, that you're going to be okay when you walk in the door, like the first artwork I have, and I'm looking at it right now is right above my station. And it just says, you are okay. Yeah. And I think that is a bit of a flavor that is predominant these days with everything that happened with the pandemic and especially salons that got in California got really upended there. And as well as just, you know, what you were saying about the personal touch that we have and people wanting to be safe. And we mentioned on the Instagram live about being vulnerable and invulnerable does not mean like blurting out all of your personal, like bad news, (laughs) but just, you know, welcoming people into our heart and our soul and uh, allowing them to feel like they're, they're safe there. I think that's a a beautiful word. Whenever you're coaching clients from your one-on-one design coaching, she has completely different words and a completely different style, but it doesn't mean you can't help her define her design. So tell me about that a little bit. Yes. So I do one-on-one design coaching right now. And one of my design clients is the opposite of me in every sense of the word. She is loud and boisterous and just full of life and literally wants as much color in her space as possible, which for me, I don't think my inspiration and creativity could flow in that space. But for her, that's what drives her. 
And so it's really satisfying to work with clients that even though they're different than you, it's still this like stretch of your creative force. And even though we're different, you can understand each other. Design, I think, is a language that anyone can understand. And it's just the beauty of everyone being different and the beauty of just getting to know another person. And I know I keep talking about bringing the personal into the professional, but working with her has been such a joy. And it's just really fun to be able to say, okay, like, yes, we're different, but oh my gosh, how cute would this be in your space? Your clients will absolutely love this. Well, and and it's not that you don't have those joyfulness and fun and whatever in your body, but sometimes you need an outside force to bring that out of you as well. So I know we say we attract who we are a lot, but we also attract people who we need as well, right? (laughs) And uh, maybe they're the opposite of us, but they need a little bit of our calm, safe space, right? So they're attracted to that, you know, that idea of, opposites attract too. So there's a bit of room for both there. Your design style and your everything about us can evolve. Yes. So me now, 20 years later, I've got a different style than I had, you know, and all my clients, cause I'll talk about renovating my clients are like, why it's so beautiful in here. But I'm like, I'm so sick of it in here. Right. And stuff is worn out. Right. It's been yes. giving me good service because I certain pieces I shopped for quality. Um, but it's, it's, it's run its course and I'm ready. I have grown, I have evolved. I have changed. Let's talk a little bit about before you even find your space or even at the space that you're in, some of the key things that you want to look out for if you're imagining maybe opening your own salon, your own salon suite, that kind of thing. So when I was doing my research to find where I was opening my studio, since I know there are so many options now, location was number one, access to parking was number two, because I do think that is a part of the client experience is the easy able to get to you. But when I finally did the tour and I was looking at the rooms, my number one question to the leasing manager was what are my limits? Like, what are, what am I allowed to take down? What am I allowed to put up? Like, is there any restrictions? From my personal experience, I could remove like a sink, but then I wouldn't be covered under the salon's repair system. So I knew I had to work with what I had, even though it's not something I would personally pick. And where it was too, location. Oh, oh yes. You can always pick where your plumbing goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was honestly probably one of my biggest challenges was making that piece work. It's just this giant monstrous thing. And honestly, it drives me nuts. But by putting things in front of it, it kind of helps the limitations of the space. That can also really push your creative juices yeah. and get you thinking outside the box, right? Because really every space is more or less a box, right? Yes. It's how you infuse it with your personality. Like obviously in 200 years, the building that I am, am in has been used for a billion different things, right? It started out actually as a home years ago. It's a old, beautiful old limestone building. You know, I've tried to preserve some of the original architecture but at the same time you need some modern conveniences in there as well I've got vinyl floors in my space and they look like hardwood and everyone says are these the original hardwood floors I'm like oh honey (laughs) it's vinyl like it looks great I mean and again things now there's so much good stuff available out there but that can be overwhelming so that's where we need to start with the Pinterest board So sometimes you're not always moving into a new space. You're not always starting fresh. You're not always, there's little things you can do this afternoon to revamp the space that you've got. So um, little things like organizing your trolley. 
Mm-hmm. Another great idea that you shared earlier was taking your plastic lightener container and putting it into a beautiful glass container instead, mm-hmm. you know, just stuff like that. And again, it doesn't have to be expensive. The dollar store has lots of great options as well. The, you know, Amazon as well. Uh, Ali actually has a link on her Instagram of some of the items that she has through Amazon. So you don't even have to really think about it. You can just go and shop her stuff. It's brilliant. And and again, I think people sometimes get freaked out when they think about, oh my God, it's like hiring somebody like Allie or even a coach like Sharon for, for stuff like that is going to be expensive. Yeah. Or But you know, I know you offer 45-minute calls yes. and a lot can be accomplished in 45 minutes. And it can really accelerate your progress and start making those dreams happen. Just those little steps forward. That's the only way you get to your the finish line is to actually take a step forward. And investing in a coach or like a design coach or a financial coach, a business coach, you know, mindset coach. There's so many different things out there, whatever your need is. I've never felt that to be a bad investment. Investing in yourself is like the number one investment. And really, before you embark on something big, like opening your own salon, I would never have dared do that if I didn't have some good mentorship and guidance. Mm -hmm. And so something like this, uh, spending 45 minutes on the phone with you, Allie, I'm sure like even just a few minutes speaking with you here now, I've gotten lots of good ideas and definitely stalking you on Instagram, but there are ways to go deeper on this. And it's a lot actually, when you start considering all of those little things, even just little things that we've mentioned today, these, this, we were just skimming the surface, right? Spending 45 minutes going deep will give people so much clarity. And I think in design, clarity is one of the most important pieces. That's the beauty of the 45 minute call is that it doesn't matter what stage of the game you're at. I can meet you where you're at. So whether you're from the very beginning or you're at like this point where you don't know what else you can do, but you're not happy with where you are at right now, it just, it, it's a way to take any questions someone could have or just any guidance they may need. And it doesn't matter the stage. It's just, there's, there's a way to move forward. And sometimes a different set of eyes really helps you kind of push back that little hurdle. For sure. And certain things, what do you find that some of your clients really get stuck on in the design process or the the daydreaming process? I think everyone feels the need to name their design style, which I don't feel like is necessary, but it is kind of fun to do. So that's kind of a big issue people have. The other is being overwhelmed by choices. It's like they see things that they like. They see other salons that they're inspired by, and they don't know how to marry all the inspiration together. And they feel like they need to choose just one. But I think that's the beauty, again, of bringing the personal into the professional it's you don't have to pick just one. You don't have to copycat. You can take a little from here, take a little from there and just kind of create your own thing. And I think people find that by being so overwhelmed by choice, they almost put themselves in a smaller box because they're too afraid to branch out and like select different things, if that makes sense. I often find that when clients bring in photos, whether it's their hair or their makeup, and they've got like, they're just, <laughs> we're consulting and they're just showing me like, 
you know, scrolling through a picture but I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, let's focus in on maybe two at a time here, right? And we'll pick with which one out of these two do you like better, right? <laughs> and then do you like the front of this one, the back of this one? You know, you have to start breaking it down for the client because they just keep picking pictures and some of them might look the same and then some of them might, might look so different that you're like, okay, where's <laughs> the common piece in this, this puzzle? And uh, Pinterest, as much as I love Pinterest, it can send you down a wicked rabbit hole of indecision, right? And people can get very stuck. And I am the unstoppable stylist. So we don't allow people to get stuck. <laughs> there is always something you can do to move forward. And it usually comes down to making a decision. And yeah. uh, usually I find the easiest way to make a decision is just to have two choices. This is where someone who has done what you want to do can be the best thing to help accelerate the path for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you are daydreaming mm -hmm. about having a new salon space, renovating your old space, up leveling your current space, even if that is just a station or just a trolley in your salon, a bigger salon, there are little things that you can do. So um, another really great idea that you talked about was your color cabinet. Tell me about your color cabinet, because that can be a real messy zone and it can be very chaotic. And it can actually, if you're not organized in that, it can cost you more money. Yeah. So my color cabinet is actually, there's like many levels to it. So I have it organized by color type. So I'll have my permanent, my semi, my demi, and then I have an ammonia-free specialty color. And so they have them broken down that way. But within those categories, I have everything organized by level. So one at the bottom being the darkest and then 10 at the top being lightest. And from there, I have just the boxes in rainbow order. So even though it's numbers and I should probably go in numerical order, having it in the rainbow order, you remember what your boxes look like. You know what you need to grab. So it just makes your day-to-day -day so easy. And especially being in a salon suite, my clients can see my color cabinet. They see everything. Yeah. So I open that cabinet door and they are just so amazed that it's just beautiful rainbow. It's completely <laughs> just, it's just perfect. How do you deal with tubes? Because I have a, a, a way I learned years ago to mm -hmm. deal with tubes. Like a lot of people, I see them because I, I mean, I look on other people's Instagram, yeah. done, but they'll have like a hanging thing with tubes hanging over them. I'll see them yes. just throw tubes in or throw them in a bowl. I'm like, oh my God, that would make me insane. My way of doing it is once I've used that tube and it, mm -hmm. I put it right back in the box and I open up the flap. So I've, I know which tube has been used, right? So I always grab that one first, but the side flap gets pushed out and it's so automatic now because I've been doing it for 25 years, right? That that's it. But when you look in my dispensary, my boxes are, everything's still in boxes. There are no loose tubes anywhere. So I don't know what yours looks like, how you manage it and how you manage your inventory because that helps me know what inventory I need. Yeah. So I actually do the exact same thing. Oh. I open the side flap and I know that one's open, but lately, funny enough, I think I'm getting more OCD as I get older. <laughs> Even the flaps start to bother me. So I know that whatever, I usually have multiples because everyone has their favorites. Whichever one is on top is the one that I have open. Um, and then to keep track of ones that I've completely used, I actually learned this when I was assisting because of the stylist I was assisting, I now have a full-on Altoid addiction when I'm in the salon. Whenever I go back to my color cabinet, I pop them in my mouth. But I always have an empty tin, and I rip the tab that says the color yeah. on it. 
and I keep it in my little Altoid tin. So that way when I'm doing my inventory, I have it all there and I can just write it down and go. From and there. that's another thing I've been doing for 20 some years yeah. too. These are like, they're all tricks that just get pushed around and passed around. And I think yeah. that's amazing, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Some of the things like I, I do find with Instagram and people doing reels and stuff like that. And they'll show like a new trick. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been doing that for 20 years. And I know the person who taught me was probably doing for 50 before that, right? but it doesn't matter. It's a good practice. And what's old is still new. And we find that within, you know, in cutting and color and stuff like that. Like, you know, balayage is really big right now, but I literally have VHS tapes of French balayage. I think it's wonderful. And people, clients always ask, so what's, you know, what's in style this year, right? You're like, I mean, whatever you want to, is the, you know, the cool thing, because there is something for everyone. And exactly. the same goes with design. There is something for everyone. Every space is unique because every person is unique. And really when it comes down to it, it's all about expressing who you are and the people you want to attract into your space. I have loved talking with you all about design. I hope our listeners have picked up some good tips. Be sure to follow Ali on Instagram at The Organized Hairstylist. You will pick up so many great ideas. Don't be afraid to, to sign up for one of her one-on-one consultation calls it will be really well spent money investing in your dreams what better thing is there to invest in (laughs) than ourselves and our dreams and if you need any coaching you know where I am too the unstoppable stylist I help you get unstuck and style a life you love Allie thank you so much for joining me here on the unstoppable stylist podcast in closing what does unstoppable mean to you So unstoppable to me, I guess, is being resilient. It's taking anything that life throws at you and just pushing forward and doing it with grace and a little bit of creativity. We can learn a lot from making mistakes and taking chances. And really, I, for me, being unstoppable is reaching out and connecting with other very cool people who are doing amazing things in our industry. So I am so grateful for you. Thank you again for joining me on the Unstoppable Stylist podcast. Have a wonderful, beautiful, creative day. 